0: It's Anita and this is the Anita Posh Show. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Anita Posh Show, where it is my pleasure to keep you up to date with topics related to Bitcoin on a global stage and also the local impact it has on people like you and me. My guest today is Sébastien Gouspillou. He's the co-founder and CEO of Big Block Data Center based in France. Big Block Data Center is running several mining farms in Russia, Central Asia and Africa. Sébastien's mission is to qualify France in the world competition of proof of work. We are going deep into the business and ecological effects of Bitcoin mining. As always, you can find this interview as an audio version in your favorite podcast player and also as a video on YouTube. Please subscribe to my podcast feed, search for Anita Posch in your podcast player and hit the subscribe button. You can find all the links also at anita.link. subscribe. And now, a short word from my sponsors and then on to the show. Enjoy! Local Bitcoins is an easy, fast, and safe way to buy and sell Bitcoin directly from person to person. Join Local Bitcoins to bring Bitcoin everywhere and secure your financial freedom. Winter is ending, spring is coming, but your crypto storage shouldn't melt like snow and keep cool. The safest way of storing cryptocurrencies long term is offline in a physical way. That's why Coinfinity developed the Card Wallet, the professional cold storage solution. The Card Wallet supports various security features, such as high-quality materials and tamper-proof features, which prevent the manipulation of the card. Get yourself a Card Wallet now. You will get 20% off if you order at cardwallet.com Anita, that's cardwallet.com Anita Do you want to stay up to date with the things that happen in Bitcoin from my point of view? Then subscribe to Anita's Weekly my newsletter with articles videos quotes short tips on how to use Bitcoin and all that for free Subscribe to Anita's Weekly at Anita.link weekly So hello, Sébastien. Welcome to the Anita Poch show. It's a pleasure to have you.
1: Hello, Anita. Are you? The the pleasure is for me.
0: (laughs) Are you in France at the moment? Yes. Yes. So you live there and you also work there at the moment. Exactly. Exactly. Great. So Sébastien, you are a Bitcoin miner, actually. And I think you have quite some experience with Bitcoin mining. And what we want to do today is talk about what mining really is and if it's really such a catastrophe for Earth, as many people say or argue it is, uh, uh, talking about the energy consumption of Bitcoin. Before we go into this topic, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. What have you done before you did Bitcoin mining, and yeah, just a little background, please.
1: My last job, I was at AP, APC, a group which creates and manages a sustainable plantation in Southeast Asia on the model of a triple bottom line, the 3 people, planet and profit.
0: And what is this company doing? They are producing green fruits and stuff, or what is it?
1: Uh, not fruit. It's, it's <laughs> a very special company uh, who used to, um, to produce uh, wood, agar wood. It's, uh, it's a very special trees and it's a tree in a uh, critical danger of extinction. So uh, this company used to, to, to make a very good business, very green and very social.
0: Okay. So basically you are, Attitude towards nature and earth is very on the green side. You're, you're interested in sustainability and yeah. Doing a, how shall I say? Okay. So see, I also have problems. Okay. <laughs> okay just get, let's get to the next question. Okay. Okay. So there are a lot of people around the world who say that Bitcoin is really a disaster for the environment. But you seem to have a different mindset about it. And what is your idea or your opinion on climate change?
1: For me, climate change it's uh, indisputable. We can already clearly see its effects in certain countries where where we, we work, in Tajikistan, in Kazakhstan or in Russia. In Tajikistan, for example, the whole ecosystem is disrupted at the moment. Many storms follow one another. In Kazakhstan, it's not exactly the same, but temperatures are rising uh, twice as fast as in the rest of the world. We have very high temperatures during the longer and longer summer. And in Siberia, it's the same. Last year, in 2020, we had the Maybe four months with very high temperature. So very, very long summer. It's new. So I know in our ecosystem, in the, in the Bitcoin area, many guys deny the, 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 this effect, the climate change. For me, they never have gone to, to, to these countries. In Tajikistan, it's very clear.
0: Huh? So the summers are more hot than usual.
1: Yes, and longer and longer.
0: Mm. And uh, okay, so that's your background. And how did you then find out about Bitcoin? When did you hear about it the first time?
1: (laughs) It's from my associate, Jean-Francois. He's also my oldest one, so it's a long story. He told me about it in 2010 or 2011. We don't remember, but at the very beginning. He has tried uh, unsuccessfully uh, for years to get my attention to the subject, but I, I was totally closed about, about Bitcoin dur- during years. I really started to realize what Bitcoin was in 2015. And we started the, the, the mining uh, in 2016.
0: Okay. And your friend Jean-Francois, why? what was his background? How did he find out about it?
1: Because he's a geek. He's an IT engineer. So I know him since we have uh, 13, something like that. And he, he was the only guy in, in the school to get a computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: that, that's a real long friendship.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. I, I'm not so old. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, but, but
0: if, if you met him in school, then, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we, stay very close friends. And so when he discovered Bitcoin, uh, to me, a service to explain what Bitcoin was. But I was stupid. I told him, no, no, it's not interesting. It's a geek money. We don't need it on the planet. It will consume a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you already back then said to him, it will consume a lot of electricity.
1: Yeah, Bitcoin consumes a lot of electricity. There's no yeah. doubt about it.
0: And what attracted you to work in the Bitcoin space then?
1: Especially the mining was interesting f- for me. Uh, I had the chance, the sh- the chance to visit farms in in Asia in 2015. It really impressed me. That was what I wanted to do. Immediately. You mean, mi-
0: you were visiting mining farms?
1: Yeah, big mining farms in uh, in Taiwan. Yes, the the big. first one.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what yeah. do you mean with big? How, how big is this?
1: This one uh, maybe had, uh, 10 or 12,000, uh, Aziks. Yeah.
0: Okay. So okay.
1: Uh, it, it was very big, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I visited several farms this year in 2015. And all in Asia are very big. It's very impressive, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So you were traveling around and looking at all those farms
1: to learn for your own. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's not easy to meet farmers, but I was very lucky. I, I I could visit. They, they opened many things for me. And finally, we, we decided to, to do it in France and uh, in, in other countries. We, we start in Ukraine, in Odessa.
0: Ah, you started in the Ukraine? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, And what is so interesting for you about Bitcoin? So what is the most interesting property or characteristic that is setting it apart from other payment systems, let's say it that way?
1: It's not just a payment system. For me, it's the best monetary system mankind could dream of. We are very close to a perfect currency with towards the ideal of many monetarists, and not only from the Austrian school. Uh, The ideal money of Friedman or Hayek or Maurice Allais.
0: Who is Maurice Allais?
1: Ah, It's a French economist with Uh. a a Nobel Prize.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Interesting. And... So you started in 2016 and in 2018, you were invited to speak in front of the Cryptocurrencies Information Commission of the French National Assembly to speak about the importance of cryptocurrency and especially of mining in France. And Mm -hmm. I think they already asked you very big questions back then in 2018. And you were explaining mining to them. And yeah, and I think there there are a lot of myths or or assumptions about Bitcoin mining that we want to discuss today, and one of those is that a single Bitcoin transaction produces X CO2 carbon dioxide. Uh, So can we? Is this a a a right assumption or the way to think about it?
1: Yeah, for me we. tail of uh, consumption per transaction is, there's no sense. Everyone agrees that the great performance of uh, blockchain is the immu- immutability uh, of the data. It is to enable this functionality that Bitcoin consumes, not to make transactions not to make 10 or 10,000 transactions. It's exactly the, the same consumption. Bitcoin is not only a payment system. To get an example, if I pay you with a, a gold coin, something like a Louis, it's a peer-to-peer payment. This transaction is without middlemen. So the transaction itself does not directly consume, spend uh, energy. But what is the energy spent in extracting, transporting, storing, and securing gold, and securing gold stocks in the banks, in the central banks, and everywhere? If we include it in the calculation, with a louis, will be, will have ultimately cost more than the consumption of an American family during three, four, five, six months. Uh, I did not calculate. But I can do exactly the same reasoning with the visa bank card. If I pay you in euro with my visa, it's not just uh, visa that is in question, but the euro monetary system, the euro monetary system. That is to, to say the pharaonic salaries of central bankers, of banker, of bosses, of, of banks, private bank, this includes the, includes the price, the energy spent to repay, to printing the money before, to printing the money by credit, with all the energy spent to repay this loan with the interest. The, enviro- the environmental cost of this monetary system is uh, obviously not proportional to the number of visa transactions. This is sure. It's the same for Bitcoin. I can prove it. When you have big uh, peaks in, in transaction during one day, the, consul- the, the global consumption of the, the network, the Bitcoin network, it, is exactly the same as the day before or, or, or the next day. It's exactly the same consumption. So there's no sense. <laughs> for me, it's totally not relevant. Yeah, to, talk to, to, to talk about energy cost per transaction and only for Bitcoin, not for uh, the, the, the Visa card.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And there's another myth. Basically, the general saying that Bitcoin power consumption is an ecological disaster. What's your opinion?
1: <laughs> My opinion is different, but I am investing in Bitcoin for people who do not see the interest of Bitcoin It's normal. It's too much, the consumption. Because for for him, it is totally useless. So it consumes too much. It's normal. But it doesn't make it an ecological disaster. It's too strong. (laughs) Whether, say, the Christmas lights were an ecological disaster or electronic devices on standby consume more than Bitcoin. It's useless. It's pure waste. We, we know that, we take offense, but we qualifies we it as an ecological disaster. Who can say it? So searching a little, I find tons of examples of unnecessary activity for me, uh, unnecessary activity for me, consuming as much or more than Bitcoin. They are not an ecological disaster. So no, I, I refute this term, obviously. But the important thing is not, is not so much how much energy, but what energy. And today Bitcoin confirms are uh, not only, but are uh, where there is excess capacity to produce energy. And this production uh, may be clean or not, uh, carbon, carbonated or not. But tomorrow, uh, the, the, the photography is today. Eh? Uh, but tomorrow it's changing. Bitcoin mining will be done mostly from clean sources. That's for sure. Because renewable energy producers can sell their surplus at a very low price. Because they have surplus. Hydrocarbon power plants can have the capacity to produce more. More They can produce more, but they have to pay carbon. They have to pay, have to pay uh, the coal, the, the raw material to make more energy and to sell it to us. So in terms of price, the renewables energy have a competitive, have a decisive competitive advantage at, man, at my mind. They do not pay for the raw material. And now the price of hydrocarbon is increasing. The only miners to, to use them in the long term, at my mind will be the producing countries. Pro- producers of uh, oil and, and and coal. For the rest, the miner will use renewable energy because it's the less expensive. That's all. It's okay, just so the ma- it's just the market. We don't need taxes or something like that to to tell us go on the renew renewable energies. It's it's normal for us. It's, it's just a, a good approach of the market.
0: Okay, the, ra- the, 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 the right market- one. Yeah, so the price will regulate it so that, yeah, that yeah, miners sure. will go there where there is renewable energy because it's much cheaper than the other energy.
1: Yes, and we are sure to get the, the low price for long term. We don't depend on the price of oil. And when you pay your electricity and the electricity is only based on the, the market of oil, it's dangerous for the long term. But in mining, we can't, we can't have this kind of risk. We have enough risk like it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Because you have a small margin.
1: No, it's not for that. The, the price of electricity is very important. So we, we can't support many uh, big fluctuations in the same year. We can imagine the price of the, the petroleum be two or three times the, the price, the today's day, two price in, in six months. It's, it's possible. So it's a big risk for us. We have already the risk of the the fluctuation uh, in the price of Bitcoin. It's enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's less riskier with the price or with renewables than with oil.
1: Yeah, sure. On the long term, uh, yes, it's it's really really sure. There's mm-hmm. no doubt on on it. The, it's not the same risk uh, with the renewable energy. We have the risk to to. We have the possibility to, to lose the possibility to to work on this place because different clients are coming and they pay the electricity more expensive than the, than the miner. So we have, we have to be in capacity to move the, the containers and to move our mining. But staying on the, with the producer of energy, the dirty energy on the long term, it's very dangerous. Not only dirty, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because, of, of, because of the possibility of a big change in the price.
0: Okay. Okay. Then we have another myth or false assumption. That is, Bitcoin is mined mainly in China with coal.
1: <laughs> yes. It's from these economists. It's a tale. In fact, China is the biggest mining country. Yes. Maybe 60% of the mining is in China, maybe 50%. N- nobody can say exactly how many, but it's more than 50%. It's true. China energy mix is uh, 65 or 70% on carbon. Yes, it's true But it's not on coal plants that mining is mainly done. As everywhere else, it is on hydroelectric stations. Uh, and in China, it's very important, the, the hydroelectricity. Only in Sichuan, there are more than 500 hydroelectric dams, not small station dams. It is also, uh, also 10, 10 of thousands of small one of river power plants. So it's a very big activity. Their surplus will be enough to power four additional Bitcoin networks. So, no, Bitcoin is not charcoal black. And Bitcoin is not, is not dirty.
0: Okay. Did you just say that the surplus of the Sichuan hydroelectricity stations is so much that it can run four times the Bitcoin mining network?
1: In China only? Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> okay. You have a lot of more possibilities. In Russia, it's totally crazy. You have, I'm not to t- totally sure of the, of, of the precise numbers, f- figures, but it's 20% of the capacity of production in Russia, which are sold on, only. So you, I... you, you, you have 80% of the capacity of hydroelectric production, the real capacity now, not, not, not the capacity of the rivers, the capacity of the station already built. You have only 20% sold on the market. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> you can you can feed maybe five or six more uh, Bitcoin network. Four in China, maybe one or two in Kazakhstan and in, in Central Asia. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no risk. There's no risk to see the, the Bitcoin network becoming uh, an ecological disaster. Mm-hmm. There's no chance.
0: Have you visited a mining farm in China? Yeah. Yes. And do you think is it a danger that like 50, 60% of all Bitcoin mining is in China?
1: Because many people say that. Yeah, yeah. uh, If it were dangerous, uh, Bitcoin Bitcoin did, did not exist anymore because it's the case for the beginning no for us it's not dangerous it's not easy for the china government to cut all the farms the same day mm-hmm. and, and if even
0: yeah, if and, if, and,
1: and take yeah. the power for the what <coughs> to to what is, what will be the the interest but no it's not a, a treat because as i told if, if it was dangerous bitcoin did not exist anymore
0: and do you know? Does any of these nation states, like Russia or Kazakhstan or China, mine for themselves, for the government, for the nation state?
1: It's a secret in uh, many countries. But yes, I know countries who, who mine directly for for the state, for the government. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the case in Ukraine. It's the case in in Iran, in Venezuela, in many more countries. It's not always very known by the public, but it's a reality. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying for, I tried during a long time to convince the, the, the French uh, government to do it too, but we were not ready.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's hope that they get ready soon, because otherwise other countries will get ahead of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's sure, it's sure. Yeah, you have the example of Canada. Uh, in Quebec, the company Hydro-Québec is the national one. So and they the, are mining. Yeah. The Hydro-Québec, Hydro-Québec is the national company of electricity in Quebec. And they have big miners, like, as clients. So the, maybe they are not directly mined, but, um, it's sure uh, they take profit from Bitcoin mining.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. So then the next myth is Bitcoin is not useful. Yeah, okay. But on the other hand, we have the petrodollar, which is actually the US dollar that's bound or that to oil, basically. So the oil production countries may sell their oil only f- against or for US dollars. And the protection of the petrodollar costs actually a lot of money in military defense and sometimes also war. And that's not only money, it's also an ecological problem. So what's your take on this?
1: Ah, the, the, the first sentence, Bitcoin is not useful, for me, uh, it's, it's not only useful, it is essential. It is already a, a counter power against taste tempted by total surveillance of population by currency the cbdc or real then real danger for me so um, bitcoin is the perfect counter power of this cbdc and and bitcoin it- it's a way for me to escape the the yoke uh, of dictators and it's 35 35- Percent of people in the world uh, who, who lives and authoritarian governments, and Bitcoin can offer financial services to forty people, to forty percent of people in the world that the banking system ignores. So for for me, it's not just uh, useful; it's really, really essential. It was the the right moment for the humanity to get Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, everybody who says Bitcoin is not useful is definitely living in the Western society or in the developed world and not in the uh, regions where people are not so well off. Yeah, We really can't say Bitcoin is not useful. And I agree. I think it's really on the one hand side democratizing money and it's a system of fairness that we haven't had before. So it's very important basically for humanity or humankind. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's the beginning. So it's not easy for the African people in the campaign at the moment to access to Bitcoin. But it's just a question of education. It's not a question of technical possibilities. Because many of these people have the smartphone and have exactly. internet in the smartphone. So they, have the possi- they already have the possibility to have a bank in their phone. They don't know at the moment. They don't know it. But in, in the very close future... I'm totally sure that all this population will get some and different other currencies, uh, cryptocurrencies in, in their phone. For me, it's totally sure. It's the future and yes. a very close future, not in 20 years. And, and more the, for these people, they really need it. They don't know they have the possibility to get it, but they really need it. I can see in Congo many people pay already with the phone. They used to buy the cards, telephonic cards to make payment. So the custom with cryptocurrency is very, very short.
0: Yeah, they are completely used to it. I was in Zimbabwe and they have a system called EcoCash which is like M-Pesa in Kenya. So they are completely used to pay all their things with the phone. So Mm. it won't be a surprise for them. But as you say, it's education that is needed because there were a lot of scams and people are unsure now what is the real Bitcoin and how to use it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we need to educate population because there's no marketing in Bitcoin. There's no big companies who do the promotion. You can see some payment systems in Africa or in Asia, they're very not efficient and expensive. But it works because there's, there are many advertisements, many publicity about this system of payment. The only publicity you can on TV in Thailand, for example, or in Malaysia, it's uh, Bitcoin is dirty, Bitcoin is dangerous. So uh, it's longer for Bitcoin to penetrate this this market.
0: Yeah, but it will be yeah, but uh, it, spread. It, but well, it's yep.
1: unstoppable. Yes,
0: uh, it's unstoppable because it's, uh, transported through word of mouth.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and who do you believe more? Your friend who's using Bitcoin or the guy on television who says it's dangerous? I hope, I guess the friend who's using it.
1: (laughs) Uh, I will tell them to see this pod, this podcast. yes (laughs)
0: so all the bitcoin podcasters are actually doing marketing for podcast for bitcoin
1: (laughs) yeah yeah a little bit but i explained it to 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 a guy in france uh, this weekend an economist we we were on tv to talk about bitcoin and he doesn't know anything about bitcoin but it's always the same on tv you have people they don't know what they are talking about And, and he he, he told me, you are a, a lobbyist of Bitcoin. There's no lobby in Bitcoin because all is free. The time I, I am spending right now is not paid by, by Bitcoin, by Satoshi or, or anyone. So it's totally free and it's, it's not efficient as a, a company who has a lot of money to, to have a communication, to install a communication.
0: Yeah I think people so, cannot really understand that we do we do that just because we want to do it and they don't understand that that it it's working like that you must be paid by someone yeah
1: Yeah ex- exactly it's totally uh, it's totally free we are not uh, lobbyists <laughs> sure No yeah.
0: Then I often hear Bitcoin advocates say that mining will participate actively in the energy transition so that it will help that more green energy is used. Can you explain that? Why this will happen? Because I don't really understand it.
1: I will try. (laughs) It's not so (laughs) simple. But today something is uh, totally sure. All renewable energy projects or subsidized. Despite this effort by the states, the profitability of uh, these factories of energy is not obvious. It often takes a long time to find an economic balance uh, between the offer from the station and the, the demand from the, the, the populations. Mining offers another form of subsidy to green producers. With crypto mining, sustainable production reduces energy waste. It should be understood that the creation of a sustainable power plant has an environmental cost at the beginning, but once built, having them run at 100% or 50% is the same, it's neutral. So, uh, today, the Bitcoin mining, because a, a regulator of the electricity of a country or of a region. Uh, It will soon be an optimizer of global production distribution. Uh, It's not so easy to understand it, but uh, imagine for the green producer, the paradigm shift. There is now a a customer, a customer for them uh, of last resort. So we can tell to the green producer, At any time, night and day, summer or winter, I will buy buy from you the part of your production that you have not been able to promote uh, until then. So it's a really new paradigm. Helping the renewable energy, the renewable energy sector, is the path for the governments for, for many years Bitcoin mining does exactly the the, the same thing.
0: So instead of the governments that have to subsidize green renewable energy power plants, now Bitcoin miners are coming and say, okay, whenever you have excess power, I'll buy it from you. Because otherwise they can't store that energy because there are no batteries that can do that long enough. And also you can transport it so far. And Bitcoin mining is very mobile. So you can go there with your mining rigs, use the power and produce Bitcoin. And that's a great way, actually, yes, to subsidize green energy. Yeah,
1: It's the reality, it's the truth. More and more uh, small producers realize, understand that it's possible. It's possible to complete the balance sheet of of the production, and they can they, they can sell the the, the megawatts when when they produce during the night. They don't have customers for it. They have maybe 10 megawatt capacity, and they are incapac they have the possibility to sell only five megawatts. So for them, it's it's an incredible chance.
0: A short interruption for the fact of the week sponsored by local bitcoins. Bitcoin is digital money. As being something digital, you would think one bitcoin would be easy to copy, as we can copy files on our computer. Bitcoin can't be copied. There had been various digital currencies already before Bitcoin, but Bitcoin was the first to solve the problem of spending the currency twice. This was achieved through Bitcoin's consensus mechanism known as proof-of-work and carried out by a decentralized network of miners. Bitcoin was the first technical innovation to produce digital scarcity, and this could have immense effects on how we transfer value and conduct finance globally. Thanks for the fact of the week to local Bitcoins. There's another idea that might, maybe the electricity consumption of the Bitcoin mining will become less when there are less mined coins. So meaning all four years we have a halving and the, the block reward is split into half. At the moment, it's 6.25 Bitcoin. And in the year 2140, there will be no more Bitcoins mined. So somebody had the idea to say, as there are less Bitcoin to be made for the miners, possibly there will be less miners and so less hash rate in the system so that the system will need less energy. Do you think, is this a, a, a good theory or is this not true?
1: It's not easy to affirm what is true uh, in the future. But uh, I, know this, I, I know this argument from uh, Nick Carter, for example. This part of Nick Carter's speech uh, is not very clear for me. To me, sorry. In, in my opinion, the hash rate will continue to increase to, to rise and will only will only stabilise when the price of Bitcoin will be stabilised too. But that does not necessarily imply uh, an increase in electricity consumption. It's not the same thing. The, the increase of uh, hash rate and the increase of electricity are two things totally different. The energy improvement of equipment also comes into play. So at the moment we have a a rush rate totally different if we compare to last year, but I'm not sure the the, the increasing of electricity is so important because there are not so many new farms for f, 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 since one for one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry for my English. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, no
0: problem. But why are there not so many new farms? What do you think?
1: Many farms closed during the, the summer, the crypto summer. So during three years, it, it was a bad business in many countries because of the price of electricity. So many people used to, used to mine in, in Europe by the past, three years ago. It's totally finished. So some, some farms closed, some of open somewhere else. But the market was not really exciting in, in the last two years. So uh, it was not simple to to take money from investors to create new farms. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, It's
1: easy. It's easy for uh, six months. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And where are your facilities at the moment?
1: Uh, In different uh, in different area, Russia. The oldest machine we have uh, are in Russia, in in Siberia, in Central Asia. Uh, and in, in Africa for less than uh, one year. Yeah. We, we start, we start to work in Africa. But mm. it's where we work essentially.
0: And do you only use hydropower for your mining? F-
1: yeah, yeah, sure. No, not in, not only in, in Siberia, because in Siberia, we did not choose the, the farm. It, it was a tactical retreat. We, we need to move to France, and in the emergency we, we were looking for a, a partner to 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 host them our machines and we closed the deal with Baikal mining in in Siberia. so it's the energetic mix of of this uh, region, so maybe it's fifty percent um, hydro and fifty percent coal. It's not nice for us huh? we never developed this business.
0: Okay, we, understand. We just
1: put, we just put the old machines, uh, something like 800 or 1000 machines. It's a very uh, small farm for us.
0: Mm-hmm. So how many machines do you have altogether?
1: It's a secret. Ah, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but uh, more than 5000. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And, and, uh, and
1: le- less than 100,000.
0: Okay, thanks. <laughs> And you just mentioned Africa, and I think you have facilities in the Congo, yes? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Because you uh, you sent me an article on the New York Times about Virunga National Park. Can you tell our listeners about that, what is happening there?
1: Yes, because it's a famous example, the Virunga National Park. I will try to explain The battle of the park director is titanic, 5 million people live around the park, so there's a big density of population and the primary energy is the charcoal, the coal from wood. The demand for wood is enormous. In fact, poaching in the forest, in the park is systematic. The only way to curb this deforestation is to offer population an alternative. And create creating hydropower plants to be able to bring electricity to this population is just uh, essential. We are miners, we are just uh, here to help. To help this project as long as we are useful. As usually when the offer and the, the demand will be connected, The park will uh, not need uh, the miner anymore, but at the moment, we are really useful.
0: So there are some hydroelectric power plants there now to
1: to produce
0: electricity.
1: At at the moment, in the Virunga, they have uh, three stations and uh, they are building another one. It just start. The 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 men are at work at the moment. In all, the project is to produce uh, 100 or 120 uh, megawatts. So it's a very big project, very interesting for the for the nature, for Gorias, for the people around the park. And there's a moment where the mining is a very Nice client for uh, the producer. The, the, the producer is uh, Virunga Energy. Okay. And, uh, and, and we have a, a very strong deal on the long term because we will, we will help on each new project.
0: So helping means you buy electricity from them.
1: Uh, yes, we, we have different ways to help. If they want, they can buy directly the farm for them. And we offer the, our, our services because we know the job to, to create Bitcoin, yes. Or just we buy electricity. So we buy the electricity at a very cheap price, but it's better than nothing. We are very good clients. It's easy for, for them to, to say, welcome, you can come because we don't need a big uh, internet network. We don't need a, uh, big roads, we don't need uh, you, the, the big ways to move the production, all the production is in internet.
0: Uh, you just said you don't need a big internet connection.
1: Mm-hmm. What yeah.
0: does that mean? What do you need and why do you not need a big internet connection?
1: We don't need uh, something very large. So we only with uh, a connection by satellite, it's enough to have a mine um, to pff, for, uh, such a, a big one, huh? no, no problem with only uh, a satellite communication.
0: Aha, uh-huh, okay. So you receive the Bitcoin blockchain per, over internet from the satellite or directly from the Blockstream satellites?
1: No, uh, no, for the for normal satellite, we, just to connect uh, internet. Yeah, in, in the jungle, it's the only way we we have. But this kind of this kind of project in Africa, it's not only with Virunga. We we are on different project uh, on uh, five different countries. So all the development of electricity in Africa, if you want to bring electricity to to people who don't have, it's a totally decentralized uh, network. There will be some small different network not connected on the principal one. So it's really difficult to to create a new station with, we can imagine, a capacity. I create a, an, hydro, an hydro power station with 20 megawatts. But maybe in, in five years, it will be not enough for the population, or maybe it will stay during a very long time too much. It's not easy to calculate exactly the, for the population, the, the possibility to stay in, the, in this area or not. So it's really difficult to create the right one station at the moment. So for this kind of project, solar or of hydropower or any renewable project, mining is useful, yes.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, super. And so you bring just a container with ASICs there and you educate local people how to run the ASICs
1: yeah, and yeah, the software? Sure. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> we uh, need yeah, it. Yeah. So in each country, we have people who, so who are in, in capacity to repair to repair the, the machines to to make all the jobs. So,
0: okay, so basically you're an employer also.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they are not directly employed by big block, we used to pay the electric company to pay the people from the electric mm-hmm. company. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's jobs.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, sure. It's jobs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's, it's not many jobs, to be clear. If we have ten people in the world, that's all.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> and I often hear that mining is better where the climate is cooler, but Congo is it it's not really cool there, but it's possible to mine.
1: Yeah, Uh, uh, about the the temperature, we don't need to have cold temperature, so uh, it's a legend. When you have a temperature too low, it can be dangerous for the machines. In Siberia, if the the company cut the electricity during uh, three hours during the winter, you you have to to hot the, the room before to start again the machines. Okay. Because you, you can't start machines at uh, a negative temperature uh, around less than 20 degrees or something like that. It's impossible. So in Congo, it's really easy. We are on the equator. The climate is, is middle, maybe 25 degrees during, yeah.
0: Okay, understand. So the the max,
1: the the top temperatures are maybe 30 degrees.
0: So basically, you could also mine in France when you have a hydropower station and a low price.
1: Yes. In France, because we have, we have central atomic, the um, uh, nuclear, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because of the nuclear, we have a cheap electricity, but not so cheap. And, about the hydropower plants or hydropower stations the the government used to buy the national company EDf used to buy the megawatts produced by green producers so they pay uh, not cheap <laughs> it's okay. it's expensive so the map of production in France and distribution in Europe in general is good so it's not it's not the nice market for the miners. Mm-hmm. No, be- because it's not. We are not useful on this market.
0: Okay. And how is it in Kazakhstan?
1: We can be uh, useful if we can work directly on the n- nuclear stations.
0: Sure, mm-hmm. we
1: can be useful, but it's not the same level. On the new stations, on the new renewable station, it's really important to to think mining since the beginning.
0: Okay, and uh, you. Uh, mining in Kazakhstan since 2018. Yep. And and back then mining was still confidential, or you it wasn't allowed.
1: Well, when we arrived in Kazakhstan, it it was confidential. We were not the first one, but we came in the same time than Bitfury in this country. Mm. Now it's, the mining is totally different in this country. The the government clearly prefers to sell the overcapacity to miners rather than to the Russian state. And this is new.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's so, not popular, but it's so mainstream at the moment, mining in Kazakhstan. For us, is <laughs> not interesting. So we stay in Kazakhstan, but our developments are elsewhere now.
0: Okay. Are you planning new mining farms at the moment?
1: Yeah, yes. As I told you, in in five different countries in in Africa, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. Can my t-
1: entr- my interest is really in this kind of of projects. Okay. In, in Kazakhstan, in these kind of countries, uh, it's not easy to see the effect of what we do. We can see the the, the electric network changing because of the mining. In Africa, we we can see it.
0: And in Africa, you, I guess, see also the local impact, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. we can see the local impact of the electricity in the village. It's crazy when you can see people discover the light in the streets. Yes, it's, we are very satisfied about it. We can see it in Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan, you have oligarchs. We take the money. Mm. We take the money, yes, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> from mining, Af- from uh, from uh, everywhere. Yeah.
0: Okay, and in Africa, the people have something good, uh, uh, have an upside basically from your mining, also, like having light and stuff like that, and electricity all day long.
1: The goal for uh, for all the team, for the the miners, for the electric company, uh, is to bring electricity to people. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: So we we are all commercial companies. But uh, the the goal is to bring electricity to people. Yes, sure.
0: And I read you are mining Bitcoin only. Why are you not mining (laughs) other coins too?
1: Why the gold miner does not mine for copper? (laughs) We believe in Bitcoin. We mine Bitcoin. That's it.
0: Mm -hmm. And I guess it's also a specialized uh, knowledge. I, I, I guess mining other coins requires other software?
1: Yes, uh, other machines, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. B- but we can buy different machines. But you just we, don't want yeah. to. <laughs> you can mine Ethereum with ASICS at the moment, so all is possible. As I, I told you before, uh, we are in a risky environment, so we don't need to add risk to risk. So mm-hmm. we are totally confident about Bitcoin and the future of Bitcoin. Okay, <laughs> I don't, yeah, want, yeah, to say, yeah. I don't so want to tell more about, about altcoins, Al, Al but it's not the same safety for us.
0: Mm. When mining is so interesting, can I, as a private person, participate in mining too? Or is this uh, too expensive for a private uh, person? And what would be the advantages and disadvantages?
1: Investing in mining is not recommended for, for beginners. In all cases, professional uh, companies or, or just people, is the same. Uh, it's not the right way to, to start in, in this ecosystem at my mind. I see that a lot of people, crypto-connaissers, uh, don't understand anything about mining. So imagine the level of understanding for new entrants. So my job, I do the sales in, in the company. I am the only one. My job is, is to find companies, professional companies if possible, but we don't work with, with people. We don't do publicity to, to sell machines or something like that. Okay. We can offer something for everyone, but it's not my, my target. mm mm-hmm.
0: mm mm-hmm. Understand. And, okay. uh, yep.
1: No, so be, become a, a, a customer, individual or company. It's easy. But to mine, you must want to participate in securing the Bitcoin network to become an active player. If the only goal is to make money, buy Bitcoin and keep it a long time, maybe five years. It's really, really safe. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. You miners, you also need to make money and to sell your Bitcoin somewhere. And I was wondering where miners do sell their Bitcoin do you have a special network for that
1: or not? Yeah. Um, in my case, we used to sell the Bitcoin we need to pay the electricity only by Kraken. Don't ask to me why. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like it for years. It's easy. Okay. But there's about the um, out of the market, the market out of the market. Uh, OTC. Uh, OTC, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand the interest for miners to sell o- OTC. Uh, for me, it's you European. mean
0: they they sell directly to clients or customers? Is this yes, what you mean? Uh, we yeah. we have
1: many, many companies <clears throat> mm-hmm. spe- specialized in in OTC uh, who contact us and say, okay, do you want to sell your Bitcoin? For a miner, it's not nice to to give the Bitcoin on the OTC. We we need to sell it on the marketplace to to give a value of of Bitcoin. So mm-hmm. for me, it's stupid. If I am a, a, a miner, I can't sell on, on OTC. So uh, I can't sell OTC. So I sell to buy Kraken or buy uh, Binance or buy Pemium in France. the Famous and very old uh, exchange.
0: Okay, so you do it just like anybody else. You just sell it on a marketplace. That's it.
1: Yes. And some people are lucky. They can buy uh, totally new Bitcoin and they don't know it.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and
1: it's the same price.
0: Ah, okay. So another economical question about mining. What's the impact of halving on miners? Of, of one halving or a halving every four year years?
1: It's 50% less uh, production immediately. So, uh, uh, it has a lot of, uh, a big impact, yeah. A lot of, of miners need to shut down after halving. The same in the beer market, yeah. So uh, you, you keep only the miners who pay the electricity uh, a very low price. It's always the same story.
0: And do you also have to shut down machines very often?
1: Uh, not often, but in 2018, we shut down all the, all the machines because we were in, in France and in Ukraine. And that when the price, when the price collapsed, we need to move the machine in Siberia. So uh, the Mm -hmm. price of electricity in France did not move, but the price of Bitcoin go down. And in the same time in Ukraine, the, the price of electricity went up. We passed from seven cents to 12 cents in two months. So uh, we, we need to move, yeah, and to shut down the machine in, Mm -hmm. in 18.
0: And how fast can you move? How long does it take to move these containers?
1: The machines were not in containers uh, at, at this moment. So we learn because of this beer market during two years. Yeah. Now we don't do the same mistakes and never. So we, we look for only very cheap, cheap kilowatts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For us, it's, it's really the key to have, a, to have a farm which can continue during a long term. Never stop. Yeah.
0: And there's always one question that many people ask: What comes first, is price the Bitcoin price following the hash rate, or is the hash rate following the price of Bitcoin?
1: <laughs> ah, it's funny because uh, yeah, yeah, it's a question. It's strange because the hash rate follow, follows the price. Sure, the contrary is absolutely not true. Uh, it is the fundamental error for many analysts. And such many analysts in Bitcoin. The price of Bitcoin is based on supply and, and demand. That's all. So the miners are no influence on the price of Bitcoin. It's a legend. One more. Yeah. Mining does not make the price in any case.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yes. So you, do,
1: do you want to know more? Do uh, you understand why? Because, yes, please. Uh, 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 I have an example. Uh, last year, a journalist in, in France explained during the, during, in March, I, I think, when the all the collapse, all the companies, the Bitcoin, all, mm-hmm. and the price uh, of Bitcoin uh, went down to five thousand. Uh, well, yeah, fa- fa- four thousand. Yeah, and he explained that the, this price can go uh, downer. It was impossible because it was the price of extraction of Bitcoin in China. It's a totally nonsense because if the price continue to, to, to go down, the minimum price of extraction change will change immediately. So we can see the, the Bitcoin price collapse till $100. It totally, it's, it's totally possible. It's not depending of miners.
0: Because the miners would then just shut down their machines well, well, or mine yeah. more efficiently. Well, the hash rate difficulty goes yeah. down.
1: And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we can't do nothing if we can if we see the price of Bitcoin go down and down. As miner, we can do nothing. We just have to cut. If we cut the hash rate, go down too. So the difficulty change, and you, you can have the profitability because you are less miners in the world. You can earn money with a Bitcoin at uh, 1,000. It's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So great that somebody who's really in the business of mining is explaining that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but usually, because usually uh, most times... It's not times... easy
1: in English. It's not easy in English. Uh, I yeah, explain but better in French.
0: <laughs> no, I think you did that very well. So, you're mining for many years now. How has the use and also the experiences with Bitcoin, have they changed uh, your life? Other than, of course, your professional life is you're a Bitcoin miner, but has it changed your perspective of life too?
1: Above all, it gave me a lot of hope. Before I got to Bitcoin, I thought, I thought a lot, uh, about how the world works, uh, about this fast-growing economy for decades that was unable to leave the masses out of the great poverty, while shamelessly enriching the few privileged. I came to the conclusion that the problem was monetary. Uh, f- from then on, Bitcoin carries a lot of hopes. For, for me, at my mind, it's a promise of a better world. Yes. So yes. I, I'm, co- I'm more confident in the future now for something like uh, six years. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's great that we have an alternative now to this money system that it's built on debt where everybody is uh, indebted in a way and money is inflating and its value gets less and less. And the divide between Poor and rich people and wealthies is like growing all the time. And yeah, I also think that Bitcoin is a wonderful alternative that gives a lot lot of hope to many people like you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's the right moment to, to create Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Satoshi was inspired to, to create Bitcoin at this moment. Yeah. Sure. Imagine the world without Bitcoin at the moment.
0: Yeah, what would you do? Buy gold? <laughs> Maybe, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's better like that. I think because gold mining is also a, is is even more an ecological disaster.
1: <laughs> yes, and we tried uh, we tried during a long time to to have gold uh, as a um, standard. It's not enough efficient.
0: Yeah, it's not working exactly. Mm-hmm. You can also not send it over the internet.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: What do you think? Do most people overlook when they talk about Bitcoin, or what are you missing in the public discourse about Bitcoin?
1: <coughs> Sorry, all depends who, who, from where the people the people are. But in, in in France or Germany, in Europe in general, in West in America, is the same. The people forget that if they have banks, if they have democratic and benevolent governments, this is not the case everywhere, and it may not last year.
0: Yes, we don't know what is happening in the next year or in the next two years,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure, but and really people can't imagine that it's not the same case everywhere in the world. Yeah, We are only 60% of people in the world to, to, to have the possibility to use a, a credit card and a bank. It's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, If I were to buy an ad on social media platforms and you can decide a short message that we are sending out into the world, what would you say? What do you want people to know?
1: (laughs) It's not a a, a short short sentence. Do you want to resist? Uh, If you want to resist, give yourself the means to leave the system ask to ask to be paid in bitcoin
0: <laughs> yes earn bitcoin exactly
1: yeah earn bitcoin because people forget they, they, they think there's only two two ways to to get bitcoin uh, buy bitcoin or mine bitcoin but you can when you sell your bike or your car or anything you you need to ask bitcoin it's very important yeah
0: yeah i think i don't need to ask you if you earn bitcoin <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit.
0: Great. Sébastien, where can people find, uh, you and follow your work?
1: We don't communicate a lot, but you can follow us, uh, on Twitter. We have the Count Big Block and follow me on, on Twitter. I write a lot on Twitter. Uh, we have a Telegram group and we have our website. Ah, cool. Okay. I, yeah.
0: I will put all the links in the show notes. So, Sébastien. Thank you. Uh, Do you want to say anything? Have we forgotten anything that is important to you that you want to say to the people?
1: Uh, I say goodbye. I hope to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: great. Thank you very much, Sébastien. I also hope to see you maybe one day in real life and have a good day. Thank you.
1: I hope to thank you so much. Bye bye, Anita.
0: Thanks so much for joining the Anita Posh show today to learn more about Bitcoin. You can find the show notes for this conversation on anita.link slash show. If you want to get the best stories in Bitcoin from my point of view in your mailbox, go to anita.link slash weekly and subscribe. And if you have a question or just want to send me some feedback, drop me a line at hello at anita.posch.com. See you next week, when it's time for the Anita Posh Show. Music, start with yes, delicate beats. Content, idea and production, Anita Posh.